If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by ForHims.com. Welcome, friends. It is the 340th edition of Unlocked. It's IGN's Xbox show. It is the world's number one Xbox show. Oh. Uh, we've got yet another fun week of Xbox news coming up on the show this week. Red Faction is back in the news, and you get a chance to play it once again. Uh, we'll tell you more about that coming up, as well as uh, another game from uh, that you've heard a lot about. And maybe if you're an Xbox-only gamer, haven't ever played No Man's Sky, you're finally going to get your chance. We'll talk more about that. Plus, uh, big news with Middle-Earth Shadow of War, and we'll talk a little bit uh, of more on Sea of Thieves and legendary pirate status. That was the, the sort of big carrot on the end of the stick there. We've got some news on that front. All right. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, running a uh, three-person crew this week. We've got Miranda off to PAX East. Although PAX I know, East. Alana, I know you're joining her shortly. Yeah. Uh, so So glad you could... You got managed to take a later flight, yeah. <laughs> so you could be here. Appreciate it, Alana Pierce, Brandon Tyrell. Howdy. Hi, what's up? Hello, what's up? Well, I don't know where do we want to start. Actually, Brandon, I want to start real quick just by putting a bow on Sea Thieves. Uh, no, State of Decay Two. First. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. We uh, yes. so our month of IGN first coverage is wrapped. It is uh, very proud of the work that that we all did. I, I think just again, I. I have exit. I'm exiting this month wanting to play more of the game. Yeah, which is I, always a good sign. I think that's a really good place to be, right? Yeah, yeah. We both played quite a bit of it, and then uh, you got to sit in while the developers played it last week. Yeah, they um, came by. They were very nice. Uh, Jeff Strain and Richard Fogey came down here, and uh, they streamed. We streamed the same build that, that they had showed us. Right. Although obviously it's State of Decay, it's a systems based game. Different stuff happened. Yep. Um, we were looking, it's funny, you were, you were watching from the IGN bullpen, mm-hmm. waiting for cool things to happen, to break out as their own little video. And then finally, so every time I was, I'm like looking the whole time, where's the juggernaut? Where's the juggernaut? Yeah. Finally, you got like, we got like two at the end. Yeah, we found one, uh, initially. It and didn't go well. It, for, no, it, it did Richard Fogey, who was playing the game. <laughs> didn't pan out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one, things went much better. So, uh, that's actually, we broke that out. It's on the site. I think it's called... <clears throat> excuse me i think it's called a juggernaut will kill your whole team yeah. or 
ruin your whole wipe Spoilers, it, wi- man. wipe out your whole team or something. Yeah. So uh, that's a fun video to watch if you haven't seen it yet. I, I recommend you check that out. But yeah, man, teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun uh, all month long. We did a lot of cool content, and I'm excited to see more. If you are headed to PAX East, like Alana and Miranda are, uh, you can actually play it on the show floor. Yeah, so I would really recommend you do that. Well, Miranda's also going to be playing and capturing for the first time below. So oh, she'll yes. have impressions of below as well um, from actually being able to get gameplay. So uh, there's, nice. there's a couple of exciting Xbox things going on. Yeah. The moment. yeah. I wanted to ask, did you guys talk about Far Cry last week? I don't think we ended up getting to because talking about Far Cry. I don't remember. I don't think we we recorded early because I we, forget why we didn't. Um, like we hadn't played it yet. Basically, okay. only the reviewer had played it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we recorded early because yeah. we had the guys coming in later on, right? Right. We ha- yeah, of course. That's what it was. Anyway, no, well, we're here it's a very now. Fun no, game. it was the sponsored daily fix shoot. They, we got booted out of here. Oh, because I wasn't even here for it. Oh, they had anyway, Kratos showed up or whatever. <laughs> the, 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 the one, we, the one we can't talk about yet. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, we didn't. We did not talk, talk a little about, bit it. about that. Actually, yes. that's, a, that's a good. Well, you've played quite a bit segue of segue yeah. into it. I'm unclear on how much. I think I've played like just under ten hours. Oh wow! Okay. So I think I've played a bit, yeah. but I don't know because I was super jet lagged. So, yeah. like in my head, it, like it could be three hours. I, don't I know. think I remember what happened. No clue. Yeah. But um, I'm really enjoying it, and I think it's like just it's the same kind of satisfaction that I got from Far Cry Three. Um, and I think there are camps of people like I really love Far Cry Three. Some people love Four and um, sorry, uh, Primal. Yeah, and it's like you tend to like like one right. or the other basically. Um, and I, I like this almost as much as I love. Yeah, I. It's funny you say that because so uh, five is the same team as three, right? Four and primal were different teams. Yeah, so it's like the two camps, and that's the people team don't seem to like. (laughs) Does seem like either one of those. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm still on the first island. I'm probably two, maybe three hours Mm -hmm. in. I'm not even as far as you, but regions. I do really like it so far. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, you know I haven't even gotten a bow and arrow yet, but I've I've done the first couple of outposts, liberated those, and and. Those I've been able to successfully do with stealth. I think it's a little bit harder to do this time stealthily than it was in three, well, I which I like. I'm only, I'm only on these beginning ones, but it's sure. just like, okay, well, this, which, uh, all right, we'll go that person first. You just got to kind of map it out yeah. in your head, and uh, yeah, it's, been, it's been fun so far. I, I can't wait. I want to get uh, Boomer, get the dog. That's what I was, He's really helpful <laughs> because he can scout everything out and then come back to you, and just you'll see what everyone is. Oh, so you yeah. have to tag the people. Tag, yeah. what I mean. You yeah. send them to the opposite side of the outpost, and you just see... Boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. Like he tags, starts tagging it's all, all so the It's so handy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's really cool. I do think um, one of the other characters who's Faith, have you yeah. met her yet? I think she's really interesting. Like there are a lot of interesting characters in the world. I think the villains, like while they don't really, I don't really know what they stand for entirely, right. um, are also really interesting. But for the most part, it's just like the game is really fun. Like I'm really enjoying playing it in the same way that I've enjoyed most Far Cry games, but it does build off of the others as well. So I think it's like a solid evolution of the series. Yeah, I totally agree. I uh, had a very long weekend this weekend and played a whole bunch of Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done with it. I'm probably 40, 50 hours in, I want to say. That's a lot. Well, you've um, been on fire know, lately between you, you had to marathon like 40 hours of Sea of Thieves yeah. inside a week and now you're, you're yeah. burning the midnight oil on Far Cry 5. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I haven't actually been able to play video games like this in a long time, so I, I really enjoy like sort of getting back to the binge mm. uh, approach, um, which I like because I'm the kind of guy where if I set a game down and don't touch it for a couple months, I'll probably just never go back. I'm that way, too. Yeah, yeah I'm so worried I'm really, about that with Monster Hunter. Uh, that's, I was actually just having this conversation mm-hmm. with Casey yesterday. Uh, we played a little bit of Monster Hunter yesterday. I'm like, I got to go back within a week or two because the expiration date is quickly the, approaching. The ember is burning out. Yeah, on I that know. One. Yeah. It's rough. Um, Far Cry 5, 
just echoing your guys' sentiments. I think that game is is cool. Um, I'm not as invested in the story as I thought I would be, but uh, the world is just so big and dumb, and there's so much to do. Um, But I am at that point now where I felt like I've sort of seen and done all the activities they offer. And so I'm starting to get kind of diminishing returns on that. But the end of uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is so close that I feel like I could just sort of pull the trigger and finish yeah. the game within the next five hours. But know? also, if it took you 50 hours to get to the point where you're getting diminishing returns, that's exactly. pretty good value. Exactly. And I and yeah, good. But and, in terms of the, the well, story being uninteresting, I'm recording a feature about that, like right after this about I really don't like that it has a silent protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, I could elaborate on that for hours, but I just, I don't know. I wish that they had like built more of a character and at least had dialogue. Like you have grunts, but that's pretty much it. Um, and I, in, I, I don't hate silent protagonists. There are a lot of games where I think mm-hmm. it works really well. Yeah. It's just in this case, it feels like it's lacking and the story doesn't feel as cohesive because of it. I think, I think it's a double edged sword because on one end you have the silent protagonist that puts you in immersion. And I understand why they did it because a lot of the story beats, without spoiling anything, a lot of the story beats are very up close and personal, and it's a sort of heart wrenching tale or, or morality and all that. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're looking at you in the eyes for most of the cutscenes, and it's jarring at first. Um, but I agree with you that I think a protagonist could have fleshed things out because, like you were saying yesterday, I'm not silent in that situation. You know, right. um, I would on, say things. On the other side of that coin, you get what is it? Brody from Far Cry 3. Yeah, Jason Brody. Who just, man. I, uh, I thought he was yeah. bad, but then... Uh, I liked him, but from a comedic But then Aiden Pierce came out, and it was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> oh, protagonists get worse. <laughs> but so now I'm like, I kind of miss Jason Brody, because I think that he was almost ironically bro Yeah. He was, he was supposed to be a little bit cheesy, so it was like kind of okay. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why, oh, my friends, man. Yeah, he didn't even like, care oh, about them. Oh, my friends. <laughs> They're all captured, but I got these sweet tats. <laughs> Uh, it, it's interesting hearing you guys say this only because uh, – so we gave it an 8.9, mm-hmm. a yeah. great 0.9 oh. on the IGN scale. And I know – I've been hearing chatter in the office and, and from Damon Hatfield, our reviewer, that apparently the ending is something to behold yeah. one way or the other. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard too. So, from multiple mm-hmm. people yeah. who have very different viewpoints on games. So I'm really curious to see how this ends, um, which is why I'm – you know continuing but like you said after 50 hours man i got a lot of uh, a lot of runtime out of this game so I, I had a lot of fun there's a lot of really cool secondary characters and side characters some of the dialogue is really uh well written and some of it's just i was actually just gonna swear for a second uh, some <laughs> of it's just the swear word yeah <laughs> yeah some of it is that it's just <laughs> sort of weird and and a little silly but um Far Cry does that thing where it mixes sort of like the hyper serious with the hyper silly yeah um and sometimes it works I'm not sure if it does in this game yet, but I'm I'm enjoying you know just taking more of both sides in. Well, I know what you mean by interesting characters because uh, I have I, I hired the very first buddy I could, yeah. not not a specialist, but just like a oh, random some dude in a baseball hat, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his NPC name, which I have to think this is on purpose and not a procedurally generated uh, assembled name. Right, it's Dennis Hopper. Oh my god! It's <laughs> like all right. All right, I, All right. Like, I like where we're going. We're going to get the boys back at the lab <laughs> yeah. on a machinima right now, recreate that scene from Speed. From Speed. <laughs> it took me 20 years. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good stuff on Far Cry 5. Yeah. You know, Ubisoft, is, uh, they are, they've, they've been pretty good about Q1 releases yeah. for most years. I feel like there's usually a big game. Yeah. Out uh, in yeah, the early For Honor was, was that last year? That was, was, and Ghost Wildland. Recon. That was February. Yeah. Yeah. And then Watch Dogs was the year before, South Park a few years South ago. Yeah. South Park was last year. Well, the the first one cuz the 
uh, fractured butthole was October. <laughs> was uh, <laughs> spaced it out. This time. I, I actually I saw you. Extra I saw carefully. you put the ellipses in but there. <laughs> fractured. <laughs> But whole, <laughs> uh, you, uh, which is, I think, what the marketing was the trying w- to drive H- home. Whole. Um, but yeah, like the year before that was Watch Dogs 1 in March, I want to say. Yeah, right? they all get about April. that. Yeah. yeah. The early releases. Um, I'm curious. I, they know what they're doing now. You know, I mean, they've built a 10 year run of doing open world games. So, yeah. Yeah. Real quick before we continue, I've got to say that the podcast is feeling more like a real show than ever because I'm actually going to do a live read on a sponsorship right now. This is for our male listeners, and it's brought to you by 4 A not-so-fun fact, two-thirds of men experience hair loss by age 35. Unfortunately, by the time a lot of guys notice, it's usually too late. So if things are getting a bit thin up top or that hairline is a little farther away than it used to be, or maybe you've even seen bald spots popping up, you have the power to do something about it. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. ForHims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness that connects you with real doctors for medical-grade solutions for problems that maybe you're too embarrassed about to handle in person. No waiting room, no doctor visits, no snake oil pills or supplements they sell behind the counter at gas stations. These are prescription solutions backed by actual science. It's easy. Visit 4hims.com, answer a few questions, a doctor will review and prescribe accordingly, and products are shipped directly to your door. While supplies last, unlocked listeners can get a trial month for just $5 when they head to 4 slash podcast unlocked. This would cost hundreds of dollars from a doctor or pharmacy, so 5 bucks for your first month is a steal. Again, that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash podcast unlocked. Thanks. Now back to the show. Uh, Brandon, I wanted to talk hey. real quick about... Uh, sea of Thieves and the legendary pirate status. Oh man! There was a the the first person has achieved it this mm-hmm. past week with with a huge asterisk, like a yeah. Barry Bonzian with, kind of asterisk on yeah. it. Yeah, with, um, with no small you know dose of except. Yeah, I mean you know we've I've gotten we've gotten so much feedback to unlocked at ign.com about Sea of Thieves both ways. People saying, yeah. "Oh man, you know, thank you guys for." talking this game up over the years and right. really having a good time with it and other people like man this is game's completely let me down it's yeah. so hollow it's so empty it's just it's really across the board and you know i think we've said everything we need to say about it and and i think we yeah. i think last week's episode we really we laid it all out there you know we good and bad uh and, the, and in fact i was just looking this morning the metacritic for the game landed at if you're if you're into that kind of thing landed it at uh, 69 so right at <laughs> nice. It's just you because you even, said you said if you're into that kind of thing and then you said sixty nine is what made me like on. I it's thought like, it was intentional. I thought you were doing a setup. It's funny because I actually saw the Metacritic score and I was like, Oh my god, he's gonna say nice. it. And I was oh, I had that one in the chamber. Uh, I work with children. Uh, yeah, people. yeah, nice. you do. Children. Nice. That's good though. It's uh, uh yeah. I mean, it's always. Yeah, so it, I, you know, I, ne- I never review a game trying to nail the. Well, Metacritic you also score. don't look. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is. Uh, you, so I think we were one. We of, don't. We were one of the last outlets to put ours up because I yeah. took six days. I want to say to do it. Yeah, I think I posted on the morning of the seventh. Um, and yeah, I, I saw on my Twitter feed that you know reviews had started to come in, and it's always this sort of like, man, I really wonder what other people think. 
And then it's one of those like immediately turn your phone off because I don't want to see what other people think. Yeah. And you know, I don't want it to affect me at all. Oh, absolutely. Because like there are certain people that I'll try not to talk to about things because I know like if I'm trying to review something, their opinion carries weight. Know that what you think will affect what I think. And yeah, yeah, it's, it can be really difficult to separate yourself from that. It's, it's also tough when you're reviewing and like 80 people a day come up and be like, so, uh, how is it? And you're like, well, well, first of all, I've only played five hours. Reviewing of things all. in the office, the worst thing is people walk past and see a snippet of something and they're like, that looks dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, does God, it look dumb? Is it dumb? Is I don't it, know. Is it dumb? Oh, no. But, <laughs> like, you know, really that, but that Metacritic score, the point of that is nice. to say that uh, it really is that sort of across the board of some people super loving it and some people really <clears> down on it. Actually, if you go into it. There's like 250 positive and like 240 negative mm-hmm. and like 30 mixed. Yeah, and so it's it's a it's a real like divisive. And I know a lot of people would you know or not a lot, of, but there are, there are people out there that would look at that and go, oh, Metacritic of 69, what an absolute bomb disaster for Rare and Microsoft. Like, no, what up, it's Brody? not. It's not at all. I mean, it's it's just reflective of yeah, like there's yeah. just like you said last week, Brendan. There is a foundation here. That, yeah, I mean. It, it is a skeleton. It is a pirate skeleton that needs meat on the bone. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, yeah. the, the much ballyhooed legendary pirate status does not appear to be the immediate solution to the game's content issues. It seems like it's a bit of a letdown. Having not experienced it myself, all of the information I have is just you know third party <clears throat> from what I've seen people do online. But let's run down uh, a quick list of what you get when you hit legendary pirate status. Yes. If you don't want to hear this and you want to experience it organically, give me like three minutes and skip ahead. I think you probably wouldn't mind hearing this. Or you, we'll just spare you the. It also like anyway, helps whatever. with your expectations and yeah, you know, manage your expectations. Again, it's nice. This boils back to the kernel fun. of what I said in the review, which is. Sea of Thieves is two different games. If you just want to hang out with your friends and have dumb fun, you can do that while you grind, and you'll have a great time. If you actually want to beat this video game and and progress fast and like get to where you're wanting to go as soon as possible, um, this is probably not the experience for you. Um, so yeah, when you hit Legendary Pirate status, that's getting 50 in all three factions, which is by no means an easy feat. <laughs> uh, you get a new shanty that you can play. <clears throat> the reason you get a new shanty, you know, when you play your instruments... Mm, yes. Um, the reason you get that is because it unlocks the secret panel for the uh, legendary tavern, which is your legendary pirate outpost. So you get to go down in there. You get a purple legendary outfit, which is very ornate and royal looking, like purple adorned with gold and all that. Looks pretty cool. Um, and then you get new quest lines, which are the Athena's Blessings quest lines or the Athena quest line, which is to find legendary uh, chests that are the best chests in the game. I think they reward somewhere between two and a half to five K. Right. <clears throat> Legit. Um, there's a rumor that you can like get costumes and, and outfit parts in there, but uh, through all my searching on the internet, I haven't seen anyone actually do that. The problem with the voyages, though, is that the voyages are not any new activities outside of what you've done to get to 50 with each with each faction so you'll pick up a uh, legendary voyage and you have eight spots on your wheel and they all fill up so you got to do like three order of souls and you know two uh merchant quests and three gold hoarder quests so you're doing the same stuff it's just you got to do them all before you can turn it in Mm -hmm. which takes hours yeah like and you can't you can't log off no you can't back later you can't log off it's it's oh it's uh chapter steps so you have to do them all before you log off so you're basically looking at a two to three maybe more uh hour play session just to get one of these chests and then you get it 
you take it in, turn it in, you get the money, you get the rep. Um, and that rep is used to purchase a, uh, various items from a ghostly outfit, like a ghost pirate. You know, when you're on the uh, ferry of the damned, you see mm-hmm. that guy at the wheel. Yeah, something akin to that. I mean, that's pretty um, cool. It, it looks super cool, but uh, you can only buy, I believe, one piece per reputation level. So you got to keep doing these voyages over and over and over. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, you know, the cosmetic stuff for the ship uh, doesn't appear to be in the game yet. I think that's mm. being added in a later content update, right? Um, so yeah, man, you get the purple legendary outfit, you get a new quest lines. Um, it's going to take you hours. You, uh, rank up with these legendary, um, faction to get pieces to buy the ghost ship. And that appears to be just about it right now. All right. So it's once you, once you do the grind and get there a little bit more grinding for cooler, more exclusive content or by content, I mean, cosmetics. Yeah. So that's really it. Um, you know, <clears throat> to their credit, Rare is patching out some of the, the bigger things uh, this week, I believe. Uh, the first patch comes out, um, or Hotfix, comes out on Wednesday, April 4th, I want to say. and they're, By the time this airs. By the yeah. time this airs, yeah. And they're addressing some sort of, or they're doing some sort of fix for like the ship respawning, the proximity of the ship's respawning yeah. Yeah. issue, along with like some housekeeping stuff of like achievements not, uh, uh, achievements not procking for people or your gold and your reputation aren't, you know, being um, identified or collected. You know, there's a delay sometimes due mm-hmm. to the server. So some quality of life stuff and the ship thing, which I think will help a lot, but uh, no content in the foreseeable future. So it really sounds like the end of the day here, you know, almost two weeks post-launch on Sea of Thieves, Mm -hmm. the the best way to go into it, if somebody hasn't played it yet out there in our audience, is if if you just approach it as a fun social hangout with your friends, that's, just take it for that. Yeah. And don't, don't expect a lot of depth to it if for the time being and maybe down the road they'll they'll have uh, fleshed out some of the content this is but. kind of how we've been talking about it from the start though right yeah. like in that it is really really fun to play with other people to me it almost just it just keeps making me think of destiny one where sure that game mechanically felt incredible so it was great but it ultimately wasn't a game until the first content patch dropped That's true. and i i want to support sea of thieves because it is another one of these even no man's sky situations where it's a road to greatness but you have to support it to get yeah. there and I mean, there's a discussion around that, but it's still going to be fun if you play it with friends. Pretty yeah, much. I totally agree. And that's and see for me, you know, again, I've said this a million times, but I don't, I am not a gamer at this stage of my life who can can or even wants to invest the 200 hours it takes all that time. Yeah. Like you know, I, I am fine with that. More of just a drop in, drop out, have a good time with my my friends yeah. for you know one or two nights a week, yeah. and then like as as the content evolves in six months or a year from now, and there's more there. Coming back and leaving, then, and great. I'll, yeah. I'll experience it once it's there. Yeah. So it's. It, I guess it's the verdict on Sea of Thieves now seems to be if you can. It's all about managing your expectations for it. Mm-hmm. If you go in expecting <laughs> that Destiny, <laughs> that fleshed out Destiny, grind, the Taken King expansion, yeah, that's you're, exactly yeah. you're going to yeah. probably leave disappointed. Yeah. But. Still want to encourage people to play with friends though because I it's do still too. some of the best experiences I've had. Well, and, and, so and I much keep fun. And that's what I said last clear, week. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get don't I'm give up on it. Just yeah. way more tweets like that and yeah. feedback like that from people than people who are who are down on it. Like mm-hmm. the experience is there, the core of it yeah. is there, and that should not be discounted at yeah, all. Yeah, totally. 
And yeah, it's I hard mean, to quantify it really. Yes, I, I see a lot of people upset that you know the shallow level of content is what's being offered for sixty dollars. But again, if you haven't bought it and you're curious about it, you can easily pick it up for a ten buck Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. A month subscription of Game Pass is $10. You can check it out. If you don't like it, set it down. Check it out again six months later or a year later if mm-hmm. you want to. So we'll see. I think uh, Microsoft knew kind of what they were doing with you know the pricing strategy and knowing that this is a long-tail game. Um, so we'll see if, uh, if you see that resurgence of players when more content comes later this year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of games of that, that have evolved over time, <clears throat> you've got No Man's Sky. Uh, which is finally on the way to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Hey. It's, it's coming this summer. It's going to include every single content update that's that's been done to date, including a new content update, which promises, Hello Games promises it to be the biggest one yet, and it's being referred to as the next update. Yeah. No, no Man's, Man's Sky, Sky next. Next. Uh, for, unfortunately, we don't have any details of what's in that update, but... Uh, speaking personally, I haven't played since launch. You know, I played when it first came out, and then just as as sort of the nature of our jobs, we're <laughs> very lucky that we're always having to cover and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the downside of that is I just don't really have the time to stick with something like a uh, a No Man's Sky or anything else for that matter because there's always the next game around the corner. So yeah. I want to see what this game has turned into and what this next update will be adding to it. Yeah, I mean, I actually can't speak so much to this because I've never actually played No Man's Sky. I own it on PS4 and I wanted <laughs> to give myself, you know, like we were just talking about, one of those weekends where I didn't have anything to do and I could yep. sit in my pajamas and just play No Man's Sky for three days. Um, that never happened for me, but um, I've always been interested in this and I'm really curious to see what experiencing this game like for the first time after all this content will change my opinion versus what I've seen or heard from other people who played it at launch. The biggest issue with the launch of No Man's Sky and it's it is an easy thing to contrast with Sea of Thieves is that they unintentionally kind of lied like they said there would be things in No Man's Sky that did not end up coming to No Man's Sky on release mm-hmm. whereas i don't think that Rare did that with Sea of Thieves no i think Rare did a pretty fair job of right. of never overpromising with right. Sea of Thieves whereas with No Man's Sky they did um so that really soured the release and yeah. I, I've played it. I played it on launch and didn't like it. Didn't expect to like it, though. I wasn't excited about it. Um, there's actually a petition to get me fired because I said I thought the game would be bad. Fun fact. Um, and then I played it again six months later. So that's not even the most recent content update. And the changes were significant. Yeah. Like enough that it was like, okay, this is more of what I wanted on launch. Right. Um, so I imagine that now it's actually going to be a pretty well fleshed out experience. So I, I I think this game does something that's very, very different. It's very pretty. Um, and it is almost meditative. Like it's a fun thing to get lost in. And I'm really glad that the version that we're getting on Xbox is the version that funnily enough is like kind of the one that's been actually improved upon. <laughs> it's like Xbox players who are getting it fresh don't have that gross kind of hype that let everyone else down. You're just getting like the best version of the game. I, it's really interesting that you you said meditative because that's exactly the next point I was going to make was uh, for me, my the, my biggest takeaway from the time I did spend with No Man's Sky at launch was exactly that. I liked that it was, it's a very chill game yeah. because it's you in the universe and mm-hmm. you can just fly around and do whatever you want and yeah. take it at your own pace and you can turn up the heat a little bit and and get yourself into a, Be a, bandit a kind of sticky or sin- pirate, situation, yeah. but you can also just explore. You yeah. can be, you can be spaceman spiff 
from Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. straight out of Calvin's imagination, and just fly around. And I do really like that about it. Yeah. It has some nice variety. Uh, it's a pretty game. It's like... It, at, at launch again, planets didn't look super different. Now they do more. So I, I don't know. I um, how do we know how much it's it's going to be? They, had, they did on not Xbox? announce the price yet. I would I'd be curious to see. I would assume full price. Yeah. yeah. Unless otherwise, uh, unless we're told otherwise, especially you know with all these updates. Although, I guess I'll, I'll take a look while you guys are talking. If it's still. If the price has dropped at all on uh, I would on PS4 and PC. I think it probably has, but I don't know. And this is actually another one that I Am 8-Bit came out with uh, the collector's edition for with the same as Inside, where they did it like mm-hmm. several months after yeah. with a little um, – one of the ships basically like physically made. It was super cool, but I don't, I don't think you can get those anymore. But it was, it's something that in every case I feel like they've supported long term. And I hope – yeah, you've written that here. I hope people give it a chance basically. It's still 60 bucks on Steam. It seems like a lot. Uh, and on PS4 – Let's see here. I'd be curious to see. It, I mean, they're, they're updating it with content, so I wonder if that's the justification for keeping it full price. GameStop's yeah. listing a, a disc box copy at $20, but wow. digital, digital still $60. Bucks, yeah, so. that's, that's used then. Yeah, probably. No. no, I mean, there's pre-owned $19.99, new $19.97. Might be, it's just, wow. It must be on sale. Huh. So probably still $60 bucks mm. is the, yeah. the point of that. But... Um, yeah, and and as for people wondering why now, because it'll it'll be it's out this summer, mm-hmm. which will be two years later. The exact release date hasn't been announced, but I I'm sure the release date will be tied more to the next update than anything else. Mm-hmm. But uh, my suspicion suspicion is that it the Sony contract was two years. Yeah, I so, imagine uh, so. Whatever day in I think it shipped in. Was it July or August? I think it was July because I we, thought it was earlier in the year. We did a first, it was supposed to be. We yeah. did a first after E three, which oh. was in June. I, for whatever reason, felt like it was super early in the year, but it could be totally. It, crazy. Remember, I mean, it was delayed a few times. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true too. But yeah, I'll see if I can find. Yeah, I, I thought the case, exact same thing, Ryan. And and this is a question that's like, what does exclusive even mean anymore with Hellblade as well? It's yeah. like, what does the word mean now? Nothing. <laughs> it's yeah, like I, I mean, don't know. What yeah, was, August 9th. Well, it August. Delayed from yeah. Hellblade was going to be exclusive because it was being published by Sony, which I don't, I don't know what happened to that deal, but uh, Ninja Theory ended up publishing it on their own, <clears throat> which I imagine affected their ability to bring it to Xbox One because the game's yeah. only been out for six months, maybe, right? Um, yeah. I thought that came out came out yeah, the last, end of last year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I reviewed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it that recently? I yeah. It was, I, further back. I, it was like September, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like it was September, August, September, October. I think it was August. I'm going to look it up now also <laughs> because I don't want to just sit here and be wrong and have our audience be going, yeah, it was this day. Oh, we, I'm, I'm just terrible at remembering dates of things. <laughs> it's like the thing that I'm the worst at. It's awful. But yeah. uh, I don't know. This is these two. August, Sony, August, Sony still supported August, them as being PlayStation exclusive releases. That, that's yeah. how it was advertised. It's just, I just don't know what that <clears throat> means now. Like, we're I don't not going to see Sea of Thieves on PlayStation. I don't know if it was in the, in the, you know, the later part right before launch, but I do like – I know what you're talking about because I have that Hellblade Sony exclusive thing in my mind from the three years prior that we saw it. Like we all saw, um, you know, the the actress who plays Senwa up on stage doing yeah. like the real time facial animations that that they were touting that year. Um, so yeah, I, I maybe the the lesson here is like get in early, <laughs> even even if the marketing deal doesn't stick. Like you know, the audience and the consumers like build that relationship in their head. Yeah, you know, I. 
you could have uh, you see this this group of of uh, people out there that are like, oh, just okay, well. Xbox, all they can get is old PlayStation games. Like, no, it's... I don't even think Xbox is trying to. I don't think this would have been a situation it's, it's, where Xbox approached Ninja Theory. Right. I think it would have been Ninja Theory being yeah. like, hey, we want this also. And it's it's exactly the same thing as Tomb Raider. It was a year contract, and guess what? Like, almost a year to the day, <laughs> yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider yeah. came out on PS4. It's just business. That's just how this stuff works. And, and you know, in the case of Hellblade, it's it's a it's a game we know is excellent coming right, to uh, right. Xbox One this month, and that's a good thing. And with No Man's Sky, like you were saying, Alana, it's a chance for, um, you know, kind of maybe the real 1.0 version that, that didn't come out exactly. <laughs> two years ago, yeah. that Xbox players will be starting from a fresh perspective and a fresh point on it. So it's just good to see. Well, I ultimately think that games on every platform is good for everyone. Yeah, I agree. I, I, just, I just like, be for everyone. Everyone can play them. This is great. Like, I don't see the downside. Yeah, I don't really care what plastic box makes the experience. I just really like, I mean, I love a bunch of Bloodborne's one of my favorite games of all time. I love PlayStation exclusives. You know, I cover the Xbox beat. doesn't mean that you can enjoy both, you know. Por no los dos? Yeah, whatever that meant. It means mine not both. I think. Oh, I think. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Spanish. Might be Italian. Not quite there. Someone's going to let us know. I guarantee yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, look for, and I should add, too, Xbox One X support will be part of the No Man's Sky release. I think this will be very pretty. Xbox One should be real nice in yeah. what I uh, presume will be 4K, either native or checkerboarded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should look really good on a 4K TV. Yeah. Because the color palette, say what you will about No Man's Sky, you cannot fault the color palette. Oh, yeah. my God. I, yeah. I hope they have HDR support for yeah. No Man's yeah. Sky. Cause, yes. Whoo. It sucks, man. If you've never seen HDR in action, it is on a game. There's no better, uh, <clears throat> no better yardstick than seeing Forza with HDR. It was like that with Gears Four in native four K. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Just, oh, you can't. You literally can't see it in internet video. Yeah. You yeah. like you can't. even in the um, the Xbox One X review that I put up. I was like, hey, note that it looks even better than it looks here because we can't show you HDR. And uh, I heard that I was talking to some of the tech guys on our team and I heard that the tech to put HDR out exists. It's just prohibitively expensive. I think the new phones, probably both Samsung and Apple have it, have HDR in them. Yeah. Well, I mean, displays. So interestingly enough, they now have to also develop games with HDR in mind in that you make a game and you see it on whatever your PC screen is. They don't have HDR and then they have to put it on the TV and be like, okay, this is how it looks with HDR. Mm-hmm. So they, they actually have to compare the two to make sure that they both line up because HDR yeah. looks better, but you don't want to like overdevelop for it or whatever. So yeah. like it's like they, everything's changing in the direction of HDR. Very odd that who, who would have thought five or even certainly 10 years ago that displays would be like the weird limiting factor. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to, I know. You'd have to account for yeah. when making a game. Not, okay, not how the box. look on the TV? Okay. Not okay. the plastic toy box yeah. like, uh, like Brandon was mentioning a minute ago, but the actual display. Yeah. yeah. Go figure. It's crazy. I, I played Halo Blood Gulch sessions for days on end on the ugliest CRT TV known to man. So uh, we've come a long way. We have. It's funny. I saw... Uh, uh, somebody in my neighborhood, I was out walking Daisy, and they had left uh, a, a, an old CRT yeah. TV out on the curb for the, you know, like the big, big trash pickup. Yeah. That yeah, they, yeah. And s- seeing it was startling because I, I hadn't even. <laughs> what the like, hell is that? How, it, <laughs> Why is it so big? <laughs> when I now think about, like I had, I never thought about it till just seeing a CRT just startled me. We didn't even notice that CRTs 
completely phased out of society. They're gone. Yeah. It, 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 uh, the, there's there's it, still a faction of people who like, well, it's just, this is how it's meant to be enjoyed, you know? But you look, you walk, this entire office, there's not a single CRT. Uh, there's one at Sam's desk that he uses to play okay. retro oh, games. Oh, you're right. On. Actually, there is. That's what I'm now. talking yeah. about. There is. Retro <laughs> gamers still want CRTs. But like in general, something that was 100% of all displays were CRTs. Yeah. And now, in at least it feels like in my life, anywhere I go, zero percent of them yeah like they've it, just yeah. completely gone away it's one of those things where if you see one like you said yeah it's you stop and do a double take like, like wait oh a second. Wow. wow i thought it's like seeing a gremlin or something it's <laughs> like I, my last i had uh i mean i a, i had a dlp before my flat yeah. screen which was it's not technically a crt but right. it's you know it's not f- a flat lower profile either. yeah so that was i guess six something years ago because uh, i've had i've had my current plasma since 2011 oh wow so time to upgrade yeah, it's it's i know we've had this conversation Stop. about yeah, 4k you're waiting i'm well, actually planning to get a 4k tv this year finally yes. yeah I, i'm gonna do I it for black friday Enjoying. it's a matter of financial priorities and yeah. things it's uh, and so i'm waiting for black friday <laughs> yeah and but I i've think- decided that the, the thing that really made me want to take the jump is that right now i have a hdmi splitter because i have my N64, I have a Wii U, a Switch, Xbox One, uh, and PS4 all plugged in to a HDMI splitter so I yeah. can have them all through the TV. Yep. And I have to like figure out which input is which and whatever. But with a smart TV, it's just like, this is your Xbox One. And like yeah. this, and I'm like, what? You know, the what? Yeah. The TV I, knows which one is which? Yeah, I love it. And especially, it's there's nothing to do with the consoles, but I love smart TVs that are, most 4K TVs with that, you know, that include HDR even are smart. So I can just literally press a button and I'm like, do I want to watch Netflix or Hulu so cool. or Amazon Prime or <laughs> Vudu? Like, or, like even that's, you can get smart TVs that aren't 4K, but it's like if I'm yeah, going to get a smart yeah. TV. And I have my PC plugged in as well. It's just, it's just too many things. And it's like, it's so much easier to manage. I feel like Convenience. The, the two games that one is still... MIA, but one, it's the games that would really, really push me to to trying to do it to try to finally get a 4K TV would be Red Dead Two. Yeah, because mm-hmm. okay. I mean that was a given. Yeah. How sure. how could that not look amazing on an X? And then Halo Six. Yeah, like, you know that's going to be that's going to be teed up. I think the one that pushed me over the edge was actually The Witcher. That was Ooh, the one that yeah, I was that like, was this has Xbox One X support. I should get that a 4K was recent. TV. Yeah, it just got right. that recently. And, and that was the one that made me like, this year I'm buying one because of The Witcher. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the enhancements on that like crush. It looks really good, oh, supposedly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just got done updating the wiki for um, uh, Xbox One X versus PS4 Pro resolution enhancements. Yeah. Um, yesterday. So... It's amazing to see like the level of support that not only is going into the back catalog, but that they're adding to just every game coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So there's there's I mean, once I got my One X, like that is now my multi platform console and Monster Hunter, and you know, we'll see if these recently. But now I'm into Far Cry Five, and like all these games just look so amazing. And then I come into the office, and someone's playing on like a standard Xbox or standard PS4 on like a 30 inch LCD, and I'm just like. Well, that's a whole different world. You can really see the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really can. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. All right. What I'm um, trying to say is hashtag blessed. Okay, that's there it. There you go. Let's. Uh, you right. Count them. Never, <laughs> never take them for granted. That's yep, the thing. I know. All the pictures. Uh, speaking of games that are going through some big changes. Good segue. I was wondering how you were going to do that one. All thank right. You. <laughs> uh, oh, I like it. I've only been doing this for well think, done. After long enough, I could, I could <laughs> luck into a good segue or two here and there. <laughs> Uh, Rip Destin, he was the master. He was really great at that. R.I.P. Middle Earth Shadow of War 
is completely permanently getting rid of microtransactions. Mm-hmm. They are being patched out of the game entirely. Here's a statement from <clears throat> WB slash Monolith. While purchasing orcs in the market is more immediate and provides additional player options, we have come to realize that providing this choice risked undermining the heart of our game, the nemesis system. It allows you to miss out on the awesome player stories you would have otherwise created, and it compromises those same stories even if you don't buy anything. Simply being aware that they are available for purchase reduces the immersion in the world and takes away from the challenge of building your personal army and your fortresses. In order to fully restore the core promise of the Nemesis system, we'll be permanently removing gold, war chests, and the market from Shadow of War. This means the option to purchase gold with real-world money and the ability to gain orc followers from war chests will be removed. A little bit late. late That's what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Why? Why now? Why do you do this now? When the game came out uh, in August last year? Yeah. So it's been over six months? It's uh, an interesting one. Uh, okay. Uh, perhaps they are finally coming out with another game that uses the Nemesis system, and it's reminding us how awesome that system is. Perhaps that's the purpose. Maybe it's in preparation for the third game in the series. It's them them talking about how good the Nemesis system is, and they're right. Like, And this is a very... Yeah. It's good criticism from them yeah. of their own game. Um it, it, I would guess that it is being used as marketing to sell that system for some reason. That's where I'm at now. Is This is a, um, <clears throat> not to say it's not genuine, but this sounds like a marketing tool to return the good faith to the series and the game for an eventual, probably third game in the series. I don't think they're using it to sell Shadow of War. I don't think so either. Right. I think they're using it to Something return, else. yeah, to, to get people back on board with, Oh, those guys up in Monolith, they, they sure care about their players and they understand yeah. when they've made a mistake. The gaming audience loves nothing more than someone who falls to their knees and was like, hey, we were wrong. You know, it even could be like in the most cynical way looking at it, it could be, That's well, they're I mean. not making money from it anymore so they were like oh let's wait until people stop buying them and then just take it off so people like that's, us again that's a good point too which is possible it's a business i mean yeah. it, it is a way to get a the name back in the headlines right it mm-hmm. is an, it is a way to get uh gamers who feel jilted or people who listen to you know their friends or streamers or whomever who said oh man microtransactions ruined this game don't don't buy shadow of war now they can be like oh i haven't tried that yet i can get it on a discount somewhere now that it's been removed mm-hmm. um there's a lot of different ways you could read into this, but what are your what are your takes? Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you might have hit the nail on the head, Alana. Is is I think what you're trying to say is that it's not so much about the now, but it's about changing the narrative for the inevitable mm-hmm. sh- uh, Middle Earth blank of War three. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that when that game's announced in a year and a half from now, I guess like probably E3 2019. Yeah. That the narrative isn't about, oh, well, screw you guys. You had the, you had those terrible microtransactions yeah. that we all hated in the last game. You get that out of the way now mm-hmm. so that the next game doesn't have any of that baggage from Shadow of War. Yeah, so. or it's a WB game that's working, a different WB game that has the Nemesis system in it, which is hopeful, wishful thinking for me, is that I, I, when, <laughs> I know exactly. when it came out, 
the nemesis isn't i was like every game's gonna have this this is the best this is so smart every game should have this so maybe this could be like wb is making a different game that's not necessarily monolith because as the Mm. publisher they would have to agree to removing microtransactions that has the nemesis system and they're trying to get that back in the headlines with the good faith of how like the system is so impressive that it's Mm. hurt if we have microtransactions in it that's how intricate it is and they're like trying to put it in something else what one or the other what would that other property with to use the nemesis system anything well i actually wish that mad max had had it at the time oh that's what i was gonna say yeah that would have been super that cool. or um, Batman. Yes, yeah. Bat- Batman. Batman slash choice. Justice oh, I League think, would I be think, what I would want right now. I think the Mad Max series is a more obvious choice than Batman. Batman has uh, these canned iconic villains that are great. And if you use the Nemesis system, it's like how it would work. There's there's a you, crazy guy in Arkham, no, and he's no, no. got if purple have, hair and you have, a flamethrower. You could absolutely work that into a Batman. I mean, you I'm could no, absolutely, I'm yeah, no for designer, sure. But like you know, you work your way up from like. The, the street thugs to the lieutenants to like the second in commands of Two Faces crew. Yeah, but you, you'd all be like just fighting thugs, right? Whereas Mad Max and the the do- Dogs of War, the War Boys, what are they called? Yeah, well, um, I mean, you, man, there's a lot you can do with but that. But how cool it's, would it be in Batman if you could get to a point where, and it has happened canonically, you could start recruiting people like Two Face as a like a chief? That'd be cool as hell. That's the other thing that, that I was wondering. Like, yeah, that would be cool. Ah. I, uh, I don't think that Batman would be like, all right, I have my crack squad of six supervillains and we're going to go. It's almost like some kind w- of suicide squad. Oh. You're off the show a lot. It's been a good run. You know what? Thanks. Oh, I'll take this one. I'm off the show. Um, versus like Mad Max being like, you know, he's beat the crap out of Tuga, the you know humongous, and uh, you know recruited him into his oh. service out of fear. Like that makes more sense to me. That I have nothing to base this off of other than my own gut here, but something tells me we're not going to be seeing a Mad Max game again because the game so really seemed to come out at the wrong time and well, it came really out late. Yeah. just seemed to come out yeah way after the film, way after the film. Well, originally it wasn't going to have the Fury Road treatment on it yeah. and then after that movie exploded, from what I understand, they were like, all right, we, yeah. what, like, it'd be stupid not but to. But it just, it se- really seemed to, even though it was a good game, I think it got an eight point something. I gave it an 8.4. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it seemed like it really just came and went as far as the the community's conversation like it just never really stuck. yeah it <laughs> I sucks. spoke about it on the show that that was i played more of that game than i intended to because it had une- uneven achievements it had like 3g <laughs> and and so my game of school was like an uneven number and it drove me crazy so i put in several hours just building up like all right i can get one game of score if i do that and get two that if i get that achievement ocd <laughs> drove me crazy so i put in like way more time than i intended to and then there was still a bunch of achievements left in it that were uneven, so I was like, I'm never touching this game You're yet. done. I'm yeah. not risking getting yeah. the achievements. <laughs> I like that. It it's was funny. fun, you, though. You guys were having the Twitter conversation about, um, or was it a, a cell phone conversation, but you guys were talking about achievement score and who is higher, and Ryan, you had said that you'd given Twitter, up. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, that was on Xbox Live when we were all trying yeah. to group up on Sea of Thieves. You had yeah, said career. you had given up, and like that's where I was five years ago, right? Like I just don't really care about achievements anymore. Um, I like getting them, but like I don't hunt for them. For me, the ship Kind sailed, of the same. The ship sailed a long time ago because for those that aren't aware, uh, the 360, well, the original Xbox, but particularly the 360 when achievements were born. Yeah. Uh, the media had these things called debug kits. Yep. Yeah. That connected to a shadow Xbox Live service mm-hmm. called PartnerNet, which is where developers could could test things and and prop things up and uh, so we would get review builds of things because this was the pre 
every game has a day one update right. era where we would actually uh, get things way in advance and be able to review them in plenty of time and and have that be reflective of the product you would get on day one. So I had uh, it, they, the, but live and PartnerNet never they couldn't they talk to sync. each other. Yeah. So, so the I problem had is tens of thousands of achievement uh, points yeah. on my PartnerNet debug kit gamer tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I basically had my my achievements split into some hidden ones that no one but me could ever see, and then the real world. So I that what, sucks. I, I it got just to a point where I was like, I can't. I, I'm done. Like, I mean, back when I had more time <laughs> and it wasn't my job, is that I would play. I would play more of something than I wanted to yeah. for the achievements. Whereas yeah, now I tend to, if I'm like, I really like this game. Oh, what are some of the achievements I can get to get more time out of it? I'll do it. So I care a lot less than I did, but I still care enough to be like, I want to be the IGN employee with the most game of skull. Avatar, the last airbender, the quickest 1000 points. Yeah. Everyone I have see, I have, I didn't do that. Minutes, I didn't buy that. Supposedly. Like I didn't yeah. do that kind of stuff. There are Five people minutes. who play like my little pony games cause they're easy yeah, and like all that kind of stuff. And, I'm with you though. Like I would play like I, Minecraft 360. I, I think there was an achievement to, it was either like using the electrical grid or building a cart that went that for totally was one. 500 miles. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to stop playing this game right now, but yeah. I'm so close. Well, that's what I was like with Zootacune when I was talking about that. I just made the animals breed because I was like, I need the achievement yeah. mate, for all of you mate, breeding. Mate. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. But with Far Cry 5, I kind of got a little bit of that rekindling. I, I enjoyed it. I forgot what it felt like to like have short-term goals that you can achieve relatively easily. Yeah. It's like snipe a guy in the head from 150 meters away with a bow or a rifle. I'm like... I can do that. They just do such a good job of adding almost side quests to yeah. every game. And you don't have to do them. It doesn't tell you in game that you have to do them. It's just like, I think they're like, I don't know, great additions and one of the best things that yeah. Microsoft invented. And I, and I know I've said this on the podcast before, but um, even though I've I've given up the achievement hunt in general. It's still in your heart. Well, the, always the, and forever. Yeah, the proudest, but the if you go down my whole public gamer, gamer tag, gamer uh-huh. card, it's, uh, it's, one versus 100 is my proudest ones because I have all 12, 12 out of 12. And because it's it only lasted such a short time, you can you can't get them again. You will never, ever get those again. They're it's cool. They're like I don't even know what you're talking about right now. One versus 100. I mean, I know the game, but like all 12 is 12 achievements. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. The, uh, digital games. Yeah. Had it, a, it had a yeah, max. Had you a, know, you covered yeah. live arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I got them all. I got all, all every achievement you could get wow. in one versus one. That is pretty great for the very like the two months it existed yeah. or something yeah. before it went away. I know so my first thousand G game was Prototype. I think mine was uh, Oblivion. Oh, interesting. That's, that would be hard. That'd be long. It's just time. Yeah, yeah. Which I back then I played I had so I had much of, Oblivion. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I'm take a stab in the dark. Say Kingdom for Kel- oh. Kelflings, maybe. <laughs> uh, Actually, Oblivion might have been my second thousand point game because uh, w- probably the easiest of the launch window titles for the 360, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, yeah. You just had to finish the game. Yeah. You just get all thousand just yeah. by virtue of finishing it. And it's like a, I don't know, eight hour game. Yeah. Something like Gun that. Gun was pretty easy too because you could get all the endings by just loading a save to a checkpoint and then changing the difficulty. Yeah. So that one was pretty oh, simple as well. And that was pretty close dirty. to 360 launch. I didn't do it, unfortunately. I didn't all the, know. All the tricks in the time. Uh, I didn't save it. I saved it after I had finished. See, I used to do this. Like, I, I played uh, Spec Ops The Line, which yes. is in it. Good video excellent, game. Excellent, excellent game. That is mediocre in the mechanics as far as cover-based shooting goes. But that game was not easy, right? It mm-hmm. was not 
super hard, but I played it on the hardest difficulty I could because I just wanted to get all the achievements in one fell swoop. And I almost didn't finish it because <laughs> I was just so tired of dying in one specific spot over and over throughout various points in the game. Yep. So glad I did though, because that ending yeah. is oof. It's a good game. Walt Williams somewhere is smiling right now. Yeah, the game's writer. You done yeah. good, Walt. I love that game. <laughs> All right, he has um, a book out now. Let's wrap up the news with the last story, which might be. I mean, this title, it's just oh, something else. Maybe. Do I even dare? It's something else. Red Faction Guerrilla. I oh, teased it at the top that. of the podcast. So we did the story, I don't know, what, a month ago? Maybe right around there? Ooh, that's gross. Where, <laughs> you know, if you if you go back, uh, Deep Silver had bought Volition, the mm. developer, but right. THQ, THQ Nordic, Nordic Studios that became THQ Nordic, had owned the Red Faction IP. Mm-hmm. Well, THQ Nordic bought Volition, so now it's all under one roof. Maybe yep. we're going to get a new... Red Faction game, and this is actually some evidence to support that theory. We're getting a Red Faction Guerrilla remaster. I love that we're going back to Guerrilla and skipping the inferior Red Faction Armageddon. Right. Yeah. This is the smart move. But Red Faction Guerrilla <clears throat> remastered mm. edition, <laughs> which can which can take a long walk off a short pier as, <laughs> yeah. far, as, as far as titles go. That is terrible. To spell it out, it's R E M A R S. Dash, S T E R E D. There's but one I, too many I, S's well, in there. Well, I might have I might have transcribed it poorly. I'm, Re- oh, so okay. So it might be remastered. Don't focus so much on the, <laughs> nice. the nitty gritty here. <laughs> oh, but I, I like I remember fun. when we were talking about getting uh, original Red Dead Redemption like remastered. People just keep call, kept calling it remastered edition, oh, nice. which I like. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm fine with that, but this one just seems, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> oh, it's a play- terrible name Portmanteus. for a good game. <laughs> uh, Red Faction Guerrilla. So the, the updates here, you're going to get, once again, uh, Xbox One X support. Native 4K, uh, you're getting fully reworked graphics, including heavily reworked textures and graphic features, adding, uh, for instance, specular maps being added, improved shadow rendering, improved lighting, Improved shader and post-processing work to go with that 4K support. It's out in Q2, which actually is now. Yeah. We just don't have a specific right. date yet. Starting yesterday. So that'll be out basically before E3, mm-hmm. probably. The, the odds are very good. I uh, imagine so, yeah. Yeah, because the, the Q2 would technically run up through June 30th. And no price yet, which is a little mm. concerning. Strange. Uh, I wonder if they're... Just trying to gauge the feedback on the announcement itself before trying to put a price on it rather than be like, okay, it's out and it's $30 and people are like, oh, that's a, that's way too much yeah. or, oh, what a bargain. So yeah. um, I would be shocked if this is more than $40. Yeah. That would be my guess on this is $39.99. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like on that. Um, did you guys play Gorilla in, in its time or will you? Um, I played the only Gorilla, um, I want to say it was Red Faction. No. What? What? Sorry. We're talking about. Let me let me turn this over. I have played Red Faction. I don't think it was Gorilla. Um, oh, was was Armageddon the first one? No, no. Armageddon second. came after Gorilla. Okay, which is, which is what I was so talking it was, about. It was probably Gorilla in high school. I went over to my buddy's house and we would just do death matches where we would get the rocket launcher and blow holes yeah. into the walls it, to get through to the other base. It went one, two, Gorilla, Armageddon. It might have been one or two then. I don't know when they added the dynamic so map two, destruction. 
2 came out on original Xbox, was ported right. from PC. Okay. Uh, one, I'm, um, I don't think ever did. And then, of course, Gorilla and Armageddon. I think 2 still had the destruction, though. It, it did. It was yeah. probably it Gorilla because he only yeah. had a PlayStation. So I yeah. imagine it was Gorilla. I think it, uh, yeah, I think the, the original might have come out on... Or yes, the, I've played yes. a little bit of Red Faction in my anyway. game. <laughs> that was a long walk for nothing. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Wasting our listeners' time. Of course, that's kind of what we do here. That's well, sort of the mark of the show. I mean, it was kind of a light show, but we've <laughs> we've had fun. But uh, yeah, so that name, no, not on board with it. <laughs> Remastered. Hopefully Is that the worst one? Remastered. It's real bad. I always thought Revengeance was real bad. Revengeance Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? Is yeah. pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. As far as... Uh, Pun what does it even mean? It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, the Dead Rising 4 remaster on PS4. No, but that one's funny. Is it? Yeah. Is it Alana? Oh, the, the yeah. holy... <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the dick yeah. coke, right? It's Dead Rising 4 colon Frank's Big Package. Right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's fine. And that <laughs> DLC they came <laughs> out with, okay. that if it's meant to be funny... Okay, so I see where the line is drawn. But it's, the line is drawn is like, if you just chuck the word Maws in there as a pun, like, like, get out. I get, so <laughs> so humor, that. fractured butthole... Fine. Uh, you know, Frank's big package. Fine. That's all in the good place. Yeah. The bad place is Revengeance, Moms. Remastered. There's it's anything be, that starts with RE, one. really. Yeah. Kingdom Come Deliverance is the same thing. It's like, just call it Kingdom Come. It's fine. You don't have to. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Just Kingdoms of Amalur. Would have been fine. Oh, colon reckoning. Stop yeah. putting like a colon. They, they have to put an adjective in there, but they're yeah. like, can't put it before the name because the name's got to get that <laughs> SEO. <laughs> If uh, I don't, I haven't spent any time with Kingdom Come Deliverance, but given its setting, I, I don't know if there are any sort of religious themes in it. Oh, like deliver? Yeah. But, well, I mean, it's, it's it, mid-century. So. If there are, then they could get away with in five years doing doing Kingdom Come Deliverance remastered edition, <laughs> like you know, church mass. But otherwise, see for whatever's I'm fine with that too. I don't know why that one I like. <laughs> Uh, good old religious humor. Oh, I have a Kingdom of Animal one. Since uh, they never paid the state of Rhode Island back, it's Kingdom of Animal Lords recon in. <laughs> All right, I'll wasn't, go. I'll go. Wasn't Connecticut. Yeah. It was no, Rhode but the Island. point is that like, I really screwed up oh, the entirety just, of it was Rhode a Island. Long con. It was a con. Yeah. I'm with you now. Okay. No, I'm on board. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. I can still leave. It's fine. <laughs> just maybe leave anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's been fun. We're going to come up with a list of banned. Uh, Band reissue puns. Games okay, yeah. video games yeah. that that are the do, the do not fly the no fly list mm. for those. It's probably, it's probably one called the no fly list somewhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that I this has to be uh, a a teaser or a let's just reignite the interest in Red Faction and and if this doesn't outright tank, we'll spin up a new Red Faction game. Maybe. Yeah, THQ Nordic have been doing that a fair bit. I mean, they also had the Definitive <laughs> Edition for Darksiders. Oh, that's, that's also that's terrible. Winner. That's the winner. Yeah. Right there. I forgot about that That every one. time you have to say Definitive. Definitive. So they've been doing that a fair bit, but they obviously are making Darksiders 3, so I think yeah. this is kind of their strategy is remaster it and then see how it goes. Well, and the thing is, I wonder if that's really going on just because... Uh, Volition shipped Agents of Mayhem mm-hmm. last summer, mm-hmm. long before this acquisition. Happened, yeah, so they have had to be in pre-production on something. Yeah. I would seriously doubt it was Agents of Mayhem two. It was probably something else, either a new Saints Row, like a reboot, or a new Saints Row game, or just a new IP entirely. I wonder if. Because it happens all the time that something can be in pre-production and then something else comes along right. and you just cancel that thing and, and move on to the the new thing. I, I wonder if uh, 
if Volition is now in the early stages of, of a new Red Faction game now with, yeah. the, with the IP back in-house or, I mean, or that, if they're continuing on with whatever they started after Agents of Bayhem. Yeah. That yard sale took a long time to complete, too, for like to sell all the IP. Um, so I'm wondering... Maybe they had a team that just didn't have anything to do, and they're like, well, let's remaster or like testing software tools or something. I don't know. Yeah, it could very well be. So yeah. take a look. As soon as we have more info on the release date and price, we will obviously pass that along. All right. Alana, we have – oh, last thing. Sorry, there is one more thing. More original Xbox games are going mm-hmm. to be added to the backwards compatibility list soon, which is excellent news. Uh, Major Nelson's Inside Xbox show that he's right. doing, I think, once a month yep. right now. Uh, the first, the last one, the first episode aired on a Saturday. Yeah. This one's airing during the week. It's going to be a, it's gonna be Tuesday, next Thursday, I believe. Thursday? Or it's going to be April 10th. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I believe it was 3.30 p.m. Oh, that's Pacific, yeah, a week from yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, we know for sure. They've already teased we're going to get some original Xbox <clears> announcements. <throat> give, me the, give me your short list, three games you want to see. Uh, oh, we can lay out now. I don't think I can do that because yeah. now at this stage I'm I'm not up to date with everything. That's been I don't announced. even remember. Well, there's what only I had the original. Lunch. It's uh, what is it? It's like 13, or it's a, it's just that first batch. Uh, oh, so far. Well, uh, Jade Empire. Yeah, that that's, counts. That's um, yes, good choice. Still Riddick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, there is that is playable. There's the, there was the the 360 version right. that had the extra content. Um. For a third one. I like targeting things that you just can't get anymore. Yeah, Kingdom, I get that. Kingdom Under For Fire me, 2 Crusaders. Really? Yeah. Well, you are going digging right. deep for that. I was all about that. All right, picture this. Dynasty Warriors set in the Lord of the Rings universe. And you can control your armies, and then you wait in there with big, giant anime men with swords. It's so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, that genre was huge back yeah, then. Yeah. That well, was just which, uh, 99 Nights was yeah, big. Dynasty yeah. Warriors was just pumping out successful games left and right. 99 I, Nights was Dreamcast, wasn't it? No, that was 360. That was 360. 360, yeah. okay. Not original Xbox. but I yeah, played a lot of that game. They were making a Kingdom Under Fire 3, and it was by, I think it was Fantagram, uh, a Korean-based company. Um, but they have been, had been, have been, I don't even know, it might be vaporware now, but like for years and years and years, they finally decided to turn it into an MMO on PS3 or 4, um, and then I think it just fizzled. It mm-hmm. might have released regionally. I don't think it ever came to the U.S. Right. But um, that was sort of going to be the return to that big, like, huge um, armies versus armies, because... Mm-hmm. This beforehand, it was Kingdom Under Fire. I want to say it was called Circle of Doom, which was just a third-person hack-and-slash dungeon-diving game. Um, but, man, that series, yeah, I would love another crack at it. Uh, two. I like two like better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will keep saying Splinter Cell Chaos Theory until course, I'm blue yeah. and yeah. I'm green in the face. Oh. Yeah. With, oh, with envy. Mech Assault? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my three that I pick. Yeah, you because, you, again, you can't play Mech Assault. Yeah. Although, unless yeah. you have an I think that, that's a fair idea. Yeah, it's also well, a I first th- party IP, so the, yeah. the odds are higher that they could, they yeah. could do that. I, they it, own FASA. They you can play Jade Empire on PC. Yeah, yes. you can. Yeah, I you think can still you can still play. Technically, you can play Chaos Theory on PC too. Yeah, but, um, it's not the same. It's not the same. So yeah, <sighs> I'm trying to remember what games I played on the OG Xbox, and like all I'm coming up with are the Fruit real Force. bad ones. <laughs> Fruit Force, Tao uh, Fang, Fist of the Lotus. No. Like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm remembering the real bad blockbuster ones where I was just like a dumb kid, like yeah, this is great. I can never remember <laughs> if it was Tao Fang or there was another one. It was Tao Fang that was the one that was pulled from shelves because it contained. It might have been like a, a a piece of 
music or something that was considered offensive in a certain culture. Oh, I don't know. Wow. It, was, it was either Tao Fang or oh, there were. Nah, my brain's failing me right yeah. now. But it was a. It was like a. I think it was a first party game that that suffered this fate. Well, anyway, I, I don't uh, think breakdown. it was very memorable. Yeah. Breakdown, breakdown. I will always. It, that's never going to happen because that was. That's a cult classic, right? Yeah. That's like a. That's like a cult classic of a cult classic. I'd love if they made another one of those now. Like with the the tech of that game now would be crazy. The, the if you had to use a gun, which there were times where you did, the controls right. were pretty clunky. But it was mostly the hand to hand, the melee stuff in first person, mm-hmm. and it was one of the first f- first person melee games. But the story. That game had one of the coolest science fiction stories I've ever played in it. Totally. Really? It was super impressive. Uh, by the end of it, you're just like, what? Yeah. I, mean, it I is, think we put it on our uh, like games that oh, we want list. I think list. I brute forced it onto nice. the list. Yeah. <laughs> thought we already did this bit. <laughs> <laughs> we probably did. Still going. I remember another terrible one, AVP, the RTS that no. came to the original Xbox. Yeah, that wasn't great. No. I can't remember any good How original the, Xbox. What is many wrong with you? Games. Crimson Skies? That's already up. It's, I was, that was in the first batch. All right, well, what do you but, want from I'm me? getting confused because I know some have been announced since then. Like, I know, like, I've got my Fable. So that's why I'm confused. Yeah, it's like, just wh- been a couple. What, what's everything on the list at this point? But this is great. I, I'm, I'm happy that they're still supporting it and publicly. And, like, the tweet was something like, we know you've all been asking for this, so we're going to give you another batch of them. And I, I love this program. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We'll have to see uh, if any of these have Xbox One X enhancements, too, the yeah. way mm-hmm. that KOTOR did. All right. Now we're done. Let's do... Uh, don't have my attached sheet. <laughs> uh, that I forgot to bring in here. So, while I see if I can fetch that real quick, talk about the games with gold for April. <laughs> Yay. Marketplace. April games with gold. We have The Witness. April 1st, 2.30th. Xbox One. Did you play that? Uh, the Witness. Uh, I started it like five five hours, I want to say. So I got a little bit yeah. in. I actually, we have a speed run up on IGN right now of someone finishing the entire game in... I think it's like 19 minutes or something. Holy crap. It took me, I don't know, 20 hours to finish yeah. the game. It's a fantastic game. It's a puzzle game. I well, really, really like it. Chloe was talking about like once you quote unquote beat the game, like there's another meta layer on top of it. I'm just, I just blew my I'm like, I don't have that kind of dedication. There's, right there's this thing in it called the challenge, which mm-hmm. Andrew, I think, is probably the only person in the office that finished. It might have been it. Where um, the whole of the Mountain King plays. Yeah. So, you know, it's that song that like builds and intent. Yeah. And it gets more intense as you go and it randomizes the puzzles every time that you play it. So every time that you're playing through it, you can't. You can't just like remember the puzzle. That it's would give insane. me an anxiety attack. Well, it's also that like a puzzle that you solve in one room will affect the next room. So yeah. you have to remember what the puzzle looked like. It's super cool, but there's no way that I could ever do it. But yeah, uh, yeah that it was just like finishing is basically getting to the bottom of the mountain. So um, but if you very like, impressive. If you like run. puzzle games, I think we gave it a ten. Yeah, gave yeah. it a ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Chloe reviewed it. I think mm-hmm. um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, April sixteen to May fifteen on Xbox One. It's the one. Of the, it is the only Assassin's Creed game I haven't played, and I heard it's very good uh, it's the only one i didn't play it is not the only one i haven't played but i also haven't played it so. oh really yeah um i heard it was good too uh Marty really likes it i know yeah. that much i heard it was sort of a redemption song after unity you know for a lot yeah. of, for a lot of players who kind of felt jilted by the brand but yeah um i mean that's cool that's still a fairly expensive game i want to say it's 40 bucks right now yeah uh disney slash pixar's cause 2 april 1st to 15 xbox one and Hot xbox 360 damn. and dead space 2 very good game. April 16, 230, Xbox One and Xbox 360. RIP Dead Space. And I totally forgot to print that list this week, right. so I'll just read it out. them off real quick here. We've got the Adventure Pals, 
Uh, oh, I heard good things about that. Yeah, we've got uh, Minute, M-I-N-I-T. Also heard good things about that. I've heard good things about that, too. 60 seconds at a time where you'll journey outside the comfort of your home to help unusual characters uncover countless secrets and overcome dangerous foes, all in hopes of lifting an unfortunate curse that ends each day after just one minute. Yeah. Kind of a Groundhog Day type. I like that a lot. Twist. My, my yeah. Twitter feed is saying really good things about that so okay. far. I'll have to check it yeah. out. Terra, which has been an MMO that's been on other platforms for a while. It's on the way to Xbox. I believe yep. this is a free-to-play yeah. MMO as well. Raiders of the Broken Planet, Hades Betrayal. Uh, it's an expansion pack for Raiders of the Broken Planet. You've got Dangun Feveron. Oh, yes. It's the 20th Fault. anniversary. It's been out for 20 years, oh. whatever it is. <laughs> it's a been out for what? Vertical-style bullet hell shooter. This first I've heard of it. Wow. I thought I was old, but I guess I'm I'm not not as in touch as I not thought. Not if you're young at heart, Ryan. A dead ahead zombie warfare and Enigmatis Three: The Shadow of Karkala. Mm. The, de- <laughs> the demonic preacher has escaped to the mountains in pursuit of a grim secret that could give him ultimate power. Sounds like True Detective season three. <laughs> He has right. already <laughs> eluded the detective and her partner, Hamilton, twice. <laughs> Nailed it. Once in Maple Creek and again in Ravenwood. Play this finale that's full of, of adventure, hidden object puzzles, and ancient... Whoops, that's a typo. Ancient Mysterious. I think you mean Ancient Mysteries on that. But Also, speaking of weird video games, uh, Swery, uh his Kickstarter for his new game about the lives of cats and dogs is, is up. So check oh, that cool. out. That's nice. the guy who made Deadly Premonition, which is my favorite game. So check that out. Your guilty pleasure. Such a good game. It's not even guilty. Just really You're not, like no it. No more guilt anymore. <laughs> it's great. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Let's do unlock block trivia real quick. The unfortunate disadvantage to Miranda here. Uh, by the way, scoring correction. Someone, a couple people actually tweeted and wrote in that I goofed on on scoring a couple weeks back. So the actual updated standings are Alana at five. Brandon at four, Miranda at three. Oh, no. Don't have a three-way tie. Still close, oh, though. that's weird. Still very close. And so Scott from Swansea, Massachusetts, asks an original Xbox question. We were talking about that topic this oh, week. 15. Name the game that was originally made to be the sequel to the 2005 original Xbox first-person shooter Pariah, which I reviewed for OXM way back in the day, but was in fact released as its own IP, in 2006. I'm going to call such BS if you say you know this. Oh, I have Was no idea. <laughs> I have zero clue. No, I have no yeah. idea. Dark Watch, Painkiller, Warpath, or 13? All right, I'm going to go first. Yeah. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and say Painkiller, because I know that's a first-person shooter. Used to be on the pro scene for a while. Painkiller, B, final answer. Okay. I'm going to go with A, Dark Watch, for no reason. All right. Uh, well... Miranda will be happy that neither of you got it right. Okay, it's that's Warpath. good. That's okay, though. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Warpath. It's fine. I had no idea. Warpath. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I don't even I, remember. Of these Pariah. games, I only know. Well, I know Warpath, I suppose, but uh, I don't. I don't even know what Doc Watch is. I will tell you, uh, I didn't know this either. Yeah, Painkiller is a is a Doom like. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just fast, tons of monsters all the time, high speed first person shooter, and then Thirteen was really cool. I that, played Thirteen. That was a uh, based off of a comic book, hmm. and it was an original Xbox first-person shooter that was completely comic book. So like you could shoot, and it would like have the like bop 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 would point up, and well, oh, it, really? was, it was very yeah. cool. You'd you'd hit a guy with a crossbow in the head, and you'd get the like no yeah. block letters. Oh, that that's cool. very cool. It was yeah. totally committed to the art style, and it was an excellent game. 
David Duchovny voiced the lead Ooh. in that one. Yes, Mulder himself. Of Californication fame. Of, or, okay, or, or yeah, the more okay, recent, if you I want. guess. Actually, no, X-Files is now the more recent thing. I was trying to think yeah, of the, right. the, more, the more obscure reference for David Duchovny. I know he's been in a lot of crap, but that's it. That's yep. it. That's that was the end got. of the thought, guys. All right, cool. Scott, good job. No. <laughs> if you want to try and stump everybody, uh, just like Scott, please send your Xbox trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. Please include four multiple choice answers in your email and note the correct answer in your email, if you please. Time to go. Uh, but before we do, we'll just keep you up to date on what each of us is doing personally out on the Twitterverse and on the IGN-verse. Brandon? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alana can go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am on. It up. I appreciate it. I actually have to think about what I've done this week. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes someone, like when I get asked, like, oh, boss isn't li- oh, oh no. is listening. I already said I updated the <laughs> PS4 Pro Xbox One X Enhanced Resolutions wiki page. I'm done for the week. I am <laughs> uh, on all of the social media at Charalanazad. It's my name in the middle of Charizard. Um, working on IGN first that I can't talk about yet for this month. Yeah. Working hard on that, actually. Um, And then I'm going to PAX with Miranda tomorrow. Um, I'm on four panels. uh, A couple about, like, getting into the games industry. There's one that I'm not allowed to announce yet. Um, And we do have an IGN panel that is about, unfortunately, ranking the top 10 PS4 games. But uh, even if you don't have a PS4, those are a lot of fun. The way we do it is we take audience interaction... So you can cut. It's on Sunday at I think twelve thirty at the Albatross Theater. You can basically come in and argue with us about which game's better, and it just like it gets so messy. And there, there are a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun, and like us on the panel will have like the option of veto a suggestion, and they they just get really chaotic. So uh, come check that out, and yeah, we'll post on on Twitter uh, all of the panels that all the IGN staff are on in case anyone wants to come say hi. Excellent, yeah. cool. Uh, I just finished up the Sea of Thieves review last week. Um, you know, sort of in. We had a long weekend, so it was nice, and now I'm doing housekeeping before I start the next thing that I'm not going to talk about just yet. Um, but I'm on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell, and I am doing all the Lord's work for the Xbox channel. So That's right. Day in, day out. Day Follow day this out. man, at yeah. Brandon Tyrell, for Hi. all Xbox things. Hello. Uh, you can find me at DMC underscore Ryan. The Craig Duncan episode of Unfiltered is currently live. The next one airs actually next week. And that's going to be a that's a that was a fun one. I can't wait for everybody. Oh, to see I know that. what. Yeah, this is going to be a good <laughs> was, one. Tune in. That was real, really good. Um, <laughs> what is it? I think I know what yeah, it is. You yeah. probably do. I'm sure you heard about it. But uh, yeah, I will say uh, the last point on State of Decay two. Yeah, you mentioned the live stream. If you know, odds are you didn't catch the live stream. There is an archive up of it from either IGN or on YouTube. If you want to just go, I mean, the hour flew by. Like it's, it is one it's a quick hour of yeah, gameplay. It's one whole I mean hour in a good way, and it's in different regions this time. I think the only footage we've ever posted before was in the first region. Yes. Now we have actually seen uh, the second region. I don't believe we saw the third, but we we do see the second region as well. Um, and there's some new stuff in there. So if you're pining for more information, you can scrub through that uh, frame by frame. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of I've, I've actually seen on Twitter a number of State of Decay super fans have done oh, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. And yes, as Alana mentioned, we'll be kicking off uh, April's IGN first next next week. week yeah, as Sweet. well. All right, thanks everybody for another fun week of Xbox talk, and we will be back with you as always next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. 
Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.